everybody back after a one-week hiatus. It's The Difference. I am Dan O'Donnell, talk radio host, blogger, podcaster, columnist extraordinaire, joined as we are every week by the president and CEO of Annex, Dave Spano. Dave, you know the reason we were off last week is I was off. You know where I took my family? Where'd you go? Disney World. You did. You know what that means? What does that mean? You know what that means? No. I really need some advice from now. Like taking out a expensive. second mortgage, yeah. uh, yep. possibly selling a kidney. Uh, mm-hmm. You know it, what? It, what it cost? What it cost to do that? I I am embarrassed to even say it was a lot of money. But you know what? We okay. hadn't gone. We haven't gone for a long time. We're you know we're big Disney fans. We like doing it. It's you know it's one of those things. The big trip. You go with the family. We went with uh, my brother and sister-in-law and their son. And we just, we we had a wonderful time, but it costs a lot. And, you know, we saved a bit for this and knew we were going to have this added expense. And, you know, it was a lot of fun walking around the parks and stuff. But I think, you know, there's something there in what we talk about here on this podcast. And that's, you know, how to to plan for things, right? So, like, planning for a vacation is, you know, you've got, we're obviously saving for college for three kids. We're saving for one wedding for our daughter. We're saving for retirement and saving for this. But you also want to be budgeting in some fun, right? Well, there's no question. I would suggest that I'm sure that you did this is take a lot of pictures because I remember when we took our kids and they were younger and they had a hell of a time until I asked them when they were a little older, do they recall? And they're like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the thing. I think, uh, yeah, planning is always part of that. When people ask, you know, what we do, and everybody wants to talk about the stock du jour, you know, what's happening yeah. and, you know, where, where should I invest? The plan is the path. The plan is the most important thing. And I know I've said to you before that Buffett famously said, build the ark instead of trying to predict the rain. And that's the plan. The ark is the plan. And so you go through and you say, all right, if this is what we're going to do, this is what I need to save. And then you continue to accumulate, and that's the planning piece. And that truly, as a certified financial planner, to, to me, that is the more important part. Yeah, you know, and it, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that plan because, you know, doing Disney now, uh, for those who have not gone to Disney World in a while, it is not like in days of old when there were busy seasons and, you know, you could kind of time it. It's like timing the market. There is no more timing Disney World because mm-hmm. it's always crowded. And you basically have to have a plan. We got this thing called the Genie Plus Pass, and it allows you to basically book rides in advance and skip the line. Of course, you got to like everything with Disney. You've got to pay a little extra, but it requires that little extra bit of planning. And it just it's it's I see a metaphor there in uh, financial planning where it's like you wouldn't just wander around Disney World, and, and we were there, I think everyone in the world was on spring break last week. You wouldn't just wander mm-hmm. around and say, oh, well, you know what, where am I going to go? Because you're then waiting in line for the Ratatouille ride for two and a half mm-hmm. hours. But if you just but, you know, but this- there's people who do that. There's people who go and just pull it out of their hat. Well, which... It's a- <laughs> Right? And that's, it costs them more. It does. And I was going to say, that's about as miraculous as essentially trying to, to plan for your financial future by just sort of winging it. Like, sure, you can do it. Uh, but in the words of a guy who's in the news right now, Chris Rock, he said, you know, it. you can drive your car with your feet if you want to. It doesn't make it a good idea, <laughs> right? Yeah. So right. the point is that you just sort of have to be one step ahead. Right. So, you know, speaking of Chris Rock, so you think about 
what are dangerous occupations. And you have to think policeman, woman, firefighters, you know, the guy who, the guy who's uh, on, a, on an oil rig out in the middle of the ocean. Who thought a comedian would be up there as one of the, <laughs> the jobs that is dangerous, uh, getting attacked? That was shocking anyways. Uh, yeah, the plan for sure, Dan, is, is the path. And that's really what we lead with. We talk about the planning part. And why is that? Because then you can plug in, you say you want to buy a second home or a third home or you want to plan for the children or you want to do some financial planning that revolves around vacationing. And a lot of people do that. And they'll go, well, you know, let's take 10% of this and set that aside, either for fun money or for a boat or an RV or a trip. And that is part of the plan. And we do that. And we put it right in one of our columns and say, all right, this is, this is the serious money. This is the retirement plan money. And this 10% over here is for discretionary spending, just like what you did in Disney. And I'll tell you, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it felt like that. And see, that's the thing. It's like when it comes to buying commodities, which essentially in this economy you can't do because they're so expensive, or buying right. of experiences, I always sort of lean towards the buying of experiences because it just, you, you know, it. we did take a ton of pictures. And, uh, of course, this being Disney, you can get professional photographers. They're stationed all around the parks, and they can take your picture, and it's like 200 bucks, and you have access to all of these pictures that they take. And you're right. It's like the, the you look back on that and you have this memory, you have this experience, and there really is nothing you can put a, a price tag on. So, but, you know, that's changed, don't you think? Because, you know, I can tell you, in the 80s, people were about things. Yes. They were about yep. cars and real estate and art and, you know, maybe drugs, but whatever. You know, that <laughs> is for sure what was happening, right? And that has certainly changed to experiences. In fact, I even saw a commercial recently that said, you know, when, when you're checking out and you're going up to the pearly gates, are the things going to matter or are the experiences going to matter? And So there's no question that has changed, and that has certainly come with uh, generations. Well, and, and so we think that's part of it. You're, for sure. you're right, and it's it's totally my generation. I'm on the, the way older end of the millennial. In fact, on my radio show, I called myself the world's wise, potentially the world's wisest, but certainly the world's oldest millennial. And the reason for that is I'm, I'm 40 years old, born in 1981, and so I sort of had what they call the analog childhood, but a digital adulthood, and that's sort of the delineation for the millennials. And our right. generation is very different from – you're an Xer, right, Dave? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the last year of the baby boomers. So. So, oh, you're technically so, a boomer. Okay, yeah. boomer. Uh, so, <laughs> but <laughs> okay, boomer. My generation was sort of it, 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 it turned, and I think a lot of that was because we, we started our fully independent years in the Great Recession, where you really yep. you struggled to buy a house, you struggled to buy a car, but at the same time, you could still budget a couple of bucks to you know go out with your friends. Well, you had it twice. You had, yeah, we did. first of all, you had the, the tech boom bust in 2000, and then you had the great financial crisis in 2008. So while growing up, you saw your parents, you saw people you knew who were just getting whacked in, this, in the equities markets, but there was also a great lesson to be learned there in that they both recovered, and they both recovered well, and we saw it again in uh, March of 2020, a huge downturn, but recovered and then went past that. So that's the reason why trying to predict the rain and trying to time the markets 
is always a fool's errand because you don't know when to get out and you don't know when to get back in. And right now, you look at what's in front of us right now, and you talked about commodity prices. Well, think about what's in front of us and everything that we've done to get here. Mm -hmm. I mean, the attack on fossil fuels. I mean, there's a billion people on this planet who don't have electricity, right, and would love the luxury of having electricity. And you talk about where we're going for resources and, you know, what's happening. The demand to, to create an EV car on commodities, Dan, is off the charts. You look at what you're going to need in nickel and lithium and copper and manganese. I mean, to create an EV car right now, and at the same time, so these are the uh, these are the commodities that you reference. At the same time, we have fossil fuels that we're pushing to the back, and that is just a whole nother conversation about where we are with commodities and inflation. That's right on, which is on our doorstep right now. Yeah, and that's interesting because we saw something this week that is sort of the dreaded harbinger. Right? We talk about this often: the inverted yield curve. And that's right. leading a lot of people to think, okay, is the bottom going to start falling out? And you know, it it panic always in investing or anything. If you're you know you're in sports, you don't want to panic or overreact to to anything or or in your professional life or whatever it is. You don't want to panic and overreact. People, I think, see that inverted yield curve. They say, okay, inflation is at record levels, forty year highs. Uh, we're not seeing we're seeing stagflation uh wages are starting to stagnate inflation is growing up all around us we're getting poorer by the day uh dave and once people see that there is this tendency to sort of oh my gosh you know i've got to make these bold drastic moves yeah and that's that's exactly right so just as you said you know when everyone's on one side of the room on one side of the table that's when the market rallies and look at what's happened here we are recording this uh, you know, in in late March, since the war started, the S and P went up ten percent, and the triple Qs, which is in the Nasdaq, effectively is up 13%. So we've had this huge rally while people were trying to think about where to go. But the key, of course, is not trying to do that and not make bold moves, but saying, what can I do? How can I move my portfolio around to take advantage of the facts and circumstances in front of us? And right now, inflation's here, Dan. Yeah. We know inflation's here. So what's in your portfolio that can that can benefit from an inflationary market is really the question. Well, I guess that is, and and <laughs> I mean, I wish I had an answer, but are, are well, we commodities? Yeah, well, right. Commodities. I mean, are we talking about but? Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I know you're seeing gold and and silver at at big highs, but one of the biggest commodities is crypto, and I've heard yeah. for like my generation again, just totally different from the Xers and and you old broken down, uh, soon to be in the retirement home boomers. Easy, uh, <laughs> easy. Is that you know we're we're looking at experimenting in what I would consider a much higher risk investment, but seeing that as a sort of commodity. So instead of putting a lot of money in, say, a nicer house or something like that, that that's going to mm-hmm. keep appreciating. And, and now you've almost missed the boat with buying real estate, I fear. Uh, but you've also got these these commodities that swing almost a, a ton wilder than the stock market. 
Well, and just but other ideas. I'm sure there's no question commodities, and there's other things to think of when you think of commodities, and that would be, for example, steel stocks. I mean, things that are going into the building environment. I mean, if you ask a home builder right now, you know what they can't get? Well, they can't put the HVAC systems in, or they can't put the roofing system in. Well, those are commodities. So you look at building equipment. You think about steel stocks. You think about shipping stocks. Companies that can increase their pricing and pass on inflationary pressures. So we're just about to start the next earnings quarter, and that is, you know, the earnings seasons come out, and what you're going to hear is obviously what companies did. That's the report card, and that looks backwards. More important is what is their analysis of what's going to go on going forward. We expect at least three quarters of those companies to reference inflationary pressures at one way or another. And that's the reason why the Federal Reserve is in such a bind right now to try to get to a soft landing. In other words, slow the economy down, slow inflation down without crashing that airplane. Well, and that's what the delicate balance always is. I mean, the last time inflation was this high, we we did have a big recession in 1982. This, uh, by the way, when we've got all of this uncertainty, you do need to just have a better idea of what it is you own, why it is you own what you own. And, of course, we need you to get to AnnexWealth.com. You can uh, sign up for a free portfolio review. It's just the easiest way to talk with some of the experts. Like, I would consider myself sort of an expert on avoiding lines at Disney World. Do you realize the longest line we waited in? Dave was about a half hour, and that was for Slinky Dog Dash, which is a roller coaster at Toy Story Land that is usually two and a half hours. Yeah, we were walking. Took half an hour to go to the bathroom line. Uh, Exactly. Right, right. So, you know, just like I'm sort of an, you want to hire me to be your uh, tour guide at Disney World. Uh, you want to hire the folks at Annex Wealth to be your guide through uncertain times. And we are looking at a couple more rate hikes, do you think, before the end of the year? Oh, yeah, for sure. In fact, you know, we were watching, you know, first of all, there was this conversation about a 50 basis point hike. And I was arguing that we weren't going to see that because the Fed wasn't telegraphing that because they've been really good about telling us what they're going to do. But now uh, the Dallas Fed President Bullard was demanding that we raise rates much more aggressively. While I heard Powell talk about that this week is that we may see in a more aggressive Fed, the market has not priced that in. And when that happens, that's when you're going to see some volatility. And that is when you go through your portfolio and you go, this is the time. You don't have to take your money out. You don't have to try to time the market, but you can move it like the money in, in, in a washing machine. Where can it go? Where can it be better? Move it from, for example, companies that are going to have a tough time with rising interest rates to companies that can benefit from it. And speaking of uh, a washing machine, I've got a ton of laundry that I need to get done uh, right, after, after, the, after the vacation. You know how that is, uh, yep. Dave. I am Dan O'Donnell. He is Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Thank you so much for listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. 
The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.